Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. friends, pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture reflection together. Let's put ourselves in the Lord's presence and please do leave your, your prayer intentions in the comments if you like, because this is a time for us all to pray for one another as well. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you for the faith that you give us, for the life you bestow on us, we thank you for the forgiveness of our sins, which we implore once again, and we thank you for the opportunity to serve each other and intercede for each other. We thank you especially for the opportunity to defend the most defenseless. The children in the womb bless our pro-life movement with greater strength than ever before as we move forward in your name to eradicate this holocaust of abortion and the mindset behind it. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. The reading I'd like to share with you today is from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do? Now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me, I am not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down quickly and write one for fifty. Then to another he said, And you, how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than the children of light. That's an interesting observation when we consider elections and the pro-life effort because, brothers and sisters, uh, many are doing a lot of reflecting in these days about the elections that we just had, the 2023 elections, and does it not come down to this same biblical lesson so frequently? That it's not a matter of who's right, who's wrong, who's honest, who's dishonest, who's virtuous, who's wicked, it comes down to a matter of who knows better how to play the rules, use the system, who knows better how to engineer the levers of power. And those of this world know how to do that better, the Lord is indicating by this parable. We can think of practical questions of elections like, 
early voting and ballot harvesting and just in the and just keeping within the realm of what is legal not even going into the realm of fraud or dishonesty but just in terms of using the tactics that are legal we cannot allow the other side to be using them better than we are or pouring money into the respective causes that people on different sides of an issue support the people on the other side, the people on the side of, of, of death rather than life, of, 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 of falsehood rather than truth, have mega donors to the extent, like, like who's, who's the George Soros for the pro-life side of the equation, the pro-America side of the equation? You've got these, this imbalance of financial power and imbalance of willingness to use that financial power to advance their goals. Framing of the issues. It's always said the one who frames the argument wins the argument. If the debate over abortion is going to be simply about a woman's reproductive rights, well then you've decided the the outcome right from step one. The whole reason there's a debate about abortion is that there are two sets of rights in competition. And people have to understand there's a second life involved and, and understand the fact that, that Americans value that second life. And so where do you draw the line between somebody's desire for freedom and somebody's right to life? Even just to start that debate, we know the answer to it. The right to life always has to be respected and, 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 and protected. But if you don't even pose the question the right way, how can you get to the right answer? The sons of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than the children of light, Jesus said. The reason that measures like issue one in Ohio passed are not and never have had anything to do with Americans supporting unlimited abortion. Those who try to draw that as the conclusion are completely misreading the situation. There's not a single poll in Ohio or anywhere in the country, anywhere in the history of this movement, that shows a majority of people wanting unlimited abortion. It all boils down to how you're going to make the argument from the beginning in your public debates, in your advertising. The other side is more expert, if we want to reframe these words of Jesus here, more expert and effective in lying than we are in telling the truth. These referenda, not only the one in Ohio, but all the other ones that have happened, it's not a win for the pro-abortion arguments. It's not an indication that people are abandoning the pro-life position. It's not a measure of public opinion. It's a measure of the effectiveness of the lies. If you're going to ask people to vote as to whether or not the government should intrude on their private life, or whether or not people should have health care, or whether or not people should have emergency medical care if they're going to die, you know what the outcome is going to be. That has nothing to do with the question of whether or not it's okay to kill a living child who's healthy, carried by a mother who's healthy, when that baby can survive outside the womb. The takeaway here is not that we learn how to lie. 
The takeaway here is that we learn how to use the mechanisms at our disposal. That if we have money, we are generous in using it for the right causes, or we are become effective at asking for it from those who are able to give. That we are more effective at doing advertising that sets the argument on the right theme right from square one. And many people are doing this. We have to do it together and we have to do it better. And then also being able to help people see what is and isn't going on here when the results come in. Brothers and sisters, no lie can live forever. That's what was said in the civil rights movement. You can take the truth and, and uh, lock, it, lock it up. You close the front door, it'll come out the back. You close the back door, it'll come out the windows. You close the windows, it'll come through the roof. But one way or another, the truth always comes out. And we are dealing with a matter of truth. We're not dealing with a on a matter uh, in which there's any right to compromise. We're dealing with a matter of truth that this is a baby in the womb, that abortion kills the baby, and that in killing the baby you harm everybody else involved. American people don't want unlimited abortion. They never have, they never will, and that's why these kinds of votes on these kinds of amendments will not stand. They will not last. No lie can live forever. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for giving us the tools that we need to use to advance causes like that of life. We thank you for giving us the tools that we need to proclaim your gospel of life. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to bless all those who have worked, continue to work so hard in the pro-life movement. We ask you to bless and give peace of mind joy of, of heart to those who have worked so hard on this initiative in Ohio for the pro-life side, knowing that in the Lord our work is never in vain. We thank you, Lord God, because many minds and hearts have been reached and changed. Many voters have been activated. And that fruit will endure. We, as we just ask you, Lord, that whether it's in terms of framing the argument, funding the advertising, or getting out the vote, we will use all the techniques that are at our disposal even more wisely than do the children of this world. Lord, we lift up to you all the other intentions being mentioned in the comments or being held in our hearts. We pray for each other, grant all our needs, hear all our requests, answer all our prayers, show us the love you have for us each day. We pray in the words Jesus taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining me. Spread the word about our program, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. <music>
This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.